Hello, welcome back to Money Minutes with Phil. I'm talking about socially responsible index investing today. Um, I had a decision to make about what direction I wanted to go with my main core funds. Um, if you saw my portfolio, personal portfolio example, it was like a Patreon only post that I made uh, a little while back. I posted a basically a breakdown percentage wise of where my portfolio was at and how it was diversified between different funds. At that time I had a goal of 20% bonds uh, and 20% was going to be in Europe and far East developed and 20% in North America. Um, I won't go into all the rest of it um, where I decided to uh, focus my investing, but uh, on the last money minutes, I decided I was going to go 0% bonds. So I'm going to increase my Europe and Far East to 30%. Now, at the time, actually currently right now, uh, September 13th, I have some of my Europe and Far East developed funds. So we'll just say Europe uh, developed in the Wealthsimple uh, Socially Responsible Index Fund on Wealthsimple Trade. Not in their uh, robo advising uh, app, but in their free trade platform, and some of it is in the BlackRock uh, XDSR, which is also uh, Europe developed. Um, and I had just owned those before, and then I had bought some well simple ones afterwards. And both of those together made about nineteen percent of my portfolio at the time that I published my uh, my portfolio example and the breakdown and everything. So I've been wanting to consolidate those and I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go. So the advantage to the BlackRock fund is the MER, uh, which is uh, MER is the management expense ratio. So we'll basically just say what the fees are uh, for the fund. Uh, so the fees on, the, on that fund are 0.25%. And so that means that um, basically every year, uh, that fund will take 0.25% of my total yearly gains. Um, it's, it's not done once per year on a specific day or whatever. It's done throughout the entire year with like every little microtransaction or whatever that happens in the fund or whatever. But it amounts to 0.25% of your yearly, uh, your yearly gain if you want to look at historical stuff or whatever. So if you want to look at your annualized returns. So... Um, that's a very, very inexpensive. That's super cheap. Like the average mutual fund is two, two and a half percent. Um, and this is 0.25%. So that's excellent. And, uh, well, simple trade, their, uh, free trade platform has zero fees. Um, so that would be the entire cost of my, of my stock, which is great. Now the well, simple, um, developed Europe fund is 0.5%. So it's twice as expensive as the BlackRock fund, but it's fundamentally different in a lot of ways. And also 0.5% is still very inexpensive. Um, I definitely wouldn't ever pay over 1%. Um, some of the very specialized index funds I have are in the range of 07 0.8%, and I find those very expensive. So um, I think 0.5% is okay. And, um, and there's a bigger reason why 
I think I'm going to choose the well simple fund. So I'm just going to go through that right now because if you're not familiar with socially responsible index funds, uh, this will be a cool opportunity um, because I can walk you through why I made this decision. So um, if you want to learn more about that kind of stuff, Tim Nash is a really good uh, resource for that. You can find him at um, Tim Nash if you Google him or find, uh, search for him on YouTube. But he's also got... Um, He's also known as the sustainable economist and I believe he's got a new, um, not a new, well, he does have a new website, but he's also got, um, like a new name or, okay. So his, uh, YouTube is now called good investing with Tim Nash. So if you just look that up anyway, he, he, uh, throughout COVID he's done a lot of, uh, weekly live streams and he's gone over a whole bunch of different topics including uh this wealth simple fund and uh he's also gone through a whole bunch of other stuff i find it really informative um so you should check him out if, if this is interesting at all for you so most um i guess first of all we need to cover what an ind index fund is so basically an index fund is basically just it's uh one envelope let's say and inside of that you have all kinds of individual stocks and possibly bonds um, inside of it. And so what you can do is you can say, I just want to buy that one envelope. And inside of that, if I buy one share of that envelope, inside like a percentage, tiny little percentages are all going to be individual stocks. So it means I'm going I'm to own like little pieces of a whole bunch of different companies, which is way better than buying one piece of one company um, because no one's, uh, you know, I mean, some people, some people that bought Tesla six months ago are going to say that they're fortune tellers, but most of the time people aren't fortune tellers and no one really can predict the future performance of individual companies. It's a lot more risky. So, I mean, you have to realize that if you buy a company stock, a company could go bankrupt and your stock could eventually go to zero. So you could lose all of your money potentially. Um, and so you want to stay diversified and buy a lot of different companies. Now, a long, long time ago, you could only do that by literally just buying stocks in a whole bunch of different companies or by buying mutual funds. But I don't know when, but a while ago they came out with these things called ETFs. So they're called um, exchange traded funds. And then they created uh, index funds, which are basically a single ETF. So a single envelope uh, with all these different stocks inside of them. And the reason why it's important that it's an ETF is because there are a lot lower cost than mutual funds. Mutual funds are incredibly expensive uh, investing products and there's really no reason why we should be using them anymore uh, because there's a lot of, it's, it's just very, very easy to buy ETFs on your own with just a little bit of education. So um, I'm totally down to go through that and show how to do a trade on Wealthsimple. If you want one day, I can make a little video or I could Probably there is a YouTube video where someone already shows how to do it. I could just uh, reference that. Anyway, so bottom line is I'm buying index funds because I want to buy a single fund to buy a whole bunch of different companies to keep diversified. Now, the problem for me is that unfortunately I have ethics and morals <laughs> that I want to live my life by. And so it's not um, as simple as just saying, well, Phil, just buy uh, the entire index because you can buy. There's an index called, uh, I think it's XT and VT. 
And it's just literally one envelope that holds literally every single stock on the stock market. So you could just buy the stock market or you could buy the S&P 500 or um, there's indexes that are tailored to different things. Like they'll hold 20% bonds in them or uh, 40% or, you know, 60% bonds in them so that, you know, and then the rest will be uh, the stock market so that you can have your ratio already incorporated into there and you don't have to do rebalancing and everything. So those options aren't really open to me because they contain all these companies that I don't want to support. Um, like oil, oil and gas companies. Um, if, if I could, I would do a completely vegan portfolio, but I'll get into that in a little bit. So there's more to, uh, socially responsible than just environmental concerns. Um, but Socially responsible investing has become a lot more popular. So it's given us a lot more options. And one of those options that I found that was super great was this XDSR from BlackRock. So it's called their advanced um, socially responsible fund. It's part of their advanced uh, group or whatever. But what they do is they basically take all the companies in a certain sector and then they will cut out like the worst of the worst. And so they'll keep everybody else. Um, but basically those companies just have to be like more responsible as far as like environmental governance, ethics, um, and all that stuff in relation to their peers. So as long as they're doing better than the next guy, then it's basically just, you know, the better of two evils. You know what I mean? And that's better than nothing. That's better than just buying everybody. But, you know, we need more than that. So, um, Well Simple recently came out with, with a better one. And I was actually really impressed because originally with their robo-advising, you could choose uh, a socially responsible option and they would create a portfolio for you that was more socially responsible than just the basic stuff. But it wasn't really that great. It was a lot of high cost funds. And again, a lot of them were, you know, the, the, the lesser of two evils. Um, and it really wasn't that great. So I actually moved my money out of there and started buying my own uh, funds to try and make a better portfolio. But now they've actually come out with a much better system. So they actually created their own ETFs. Um, and so you've got uh, WSRI, which is all North America. So it includes Canada and the U.S. together. Um, sorry, I said all North America, but I think it's only Canada and the U.S. And, um, but we'll call it the North America, even though it doesn't include Mexico. And then uh, they have another one called WSRD, which is developed everywhere else. So you'll notice that they don't actually include emerging markets. We're not going to go into that right now, but basically I have a separate fund um, just for emerging markets to give myself 5% exposure into emerging. But on a very basic level, you could just create a portfolio with just these two funds. So you could um, ratio it the way you want uh, between developed Europe and Far East, uh, which includes a lot of Japan um, and a lot of the, a lot of Germany and a lot of like developed Northern European countries. Um, and then also with the other side being Canada and the U S and normally, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of home country bias, but 
If you know what that means, uh, I'll just say that Tim Nash covered that. It's not really a super big concern for this Wealth Simple Fund. And for any of you that don't know what that is, just don't worry about it. So you could just create a portfolio that's like half, half and keep it really simple and just buy funds, those two funds and just have half your portfolio and one half the other. Or uh, if you want to include a bond fund, then you can have a bond index and then ratio ratio out your pie. However, you need to have your risk uh, ratioed out and it's pretty easy to manage uh, on your own and rebalance as needed and just you know, keep keep your ratios between three different funds. It keeps it really simple. Um, so I'll get into why the Well Simple one kind of went the extra mile with uh, the socially responsible stuff. Why I feel it's worth more money. So what they've done is instead of just uh, cutting out the worst of the worst, they've specifically completely eliminated companies based on very specific criteria. So straight up, there will be no oil and gas related companies, period. Um, No companies involved in thermal coal mining or coal power generation. Um, And everybody else, they've omitted the top 25% of the carbon emitters in each industry. So not only are they removing the uh, bad energy companies completely, but then they're cutting off the top quarter of each industry. So if there's, um, yeah, a bunch of different uh, fashion uh, fashion industry companies, then the top quarter of the polluters in those companies is going to be completely eliminated and not, not included in this portfolio. So it gives them a strong incentive to make sure that they are doing their best to uh, keep their carbon emissions down. They're also going to remove any companies in violation of the UN Global Compact. So major controversies in human uh, rights violations. Uh, If you want to know more about that, you can just Google UN Global Compact. Um, There's no defense contractors or weapon manufacturers. Those companies are just completely eliminated. Um, No companies involved in the manufacture of tobacco products, alcohol products, casino, gaming, and adult nightclub entertainment companies. So you know that I I like to have uh, beer. I like whiskey and stuff like that. Um, but like it did bother me that in a lot of these index funds that I was investing in, there would be these cigarette uh, manufacturers. You know, I don't want to be investing in Philip Morris and I don't know, whoever all the <laughs> cigarette companies are. I don't believe in that. I think that cigarettes are terrible. Um, and so the thing is, I can't have my own fill index that includes beer uh but excludes all this other stuff so it's kind of like yeah there's going to be uh compromises that you need to make uh and more coming up too for uh uh i'll have an even better example soon so anyway it eliminates all that stuff whether you like uh casino casinos and gaming and nightclubs or not uh that's going to be eliminated and then it this one's really cool uh it eliminates companies without women's without women on their board. So companies in the funds must have three plus women or 25% plus women on their board. So it ensures that they have to have uh, female representation on their board of directors, which is really good because we've seen that um, when investing companies create funds with these kind of stipulations, companies do respond and they ensure that they get females into uh, higher positions in their companies. And when you have 
females on in those top tier positions, they also increase the ratio of females um, in middle management and all the way down, and it creates um, a different corporate culture, which is good. Um, and then, so what they will be investing in, it's not just all electric car companies and wind power. There's actually a really nice article by Well Simple that I will link. Um, so yeah, they're just looking for sustainable companies with progressive policies and good corporate governance. And they said that what that means is it ends up being a concentration of companies in German, uh, Germany and the Nordic nations, uh, which have the most regulation in those areas. And in North America, it means a wide range of companies and sectors ranging from finance to real estate to food and beverage conglomerates. So what does that mean? Well, food and beverage conglomerates. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm vegan, and obviously I don't want to be investing in a dairy farm. You know, that would horrify me. So unfortunately, there's very little way that I can do that without just straight up buying individual stocks. Um, it's very, very difficult. So what I'm doing is I, I am investing in this, but then what I, what I do on the side is I've allocated part of my portfolio just to be for my um, values. And so, for example, I've got a good position in Beyond Meat. Um, and if it was possible to, I would be so invested in oat milk. Um, but like Silk, uh, Silk brand, for example, is owned by Danon, which I don't want to invest in. And uh, Earth's Own, which is one of my favorite brands. Um, you can't actually buy them. They're not a publicly traded company. So I looked into that too, but they're a privately held company. And then there's Oatly, um, which I'm trying to look into buying, but I can't buy it on a North American stock exchange. So um, I don't know if eventually it'll be on an index somewhere or whatever, but you know, just because a company exists doesn't mean you can just buy their stock. Um, I mean, you, you can, but uh, if they're not publicly, publicly traded, then you can't buy it on a stock exchange. And if they're not in North America, then I can't buy them on Wealthsimple Trade, which is a free investing app, right? So I would need to open like an international brokerage account and then I would have to pay a significant amount of money per trade to be able to buy their stocks in on a foreign exchange. So that's just not really um, within my realm of possibility. Um, so I'm just not going to worry about it. So I'm, I'm trying to buy the companies that I believe in um, that share my ethics and morals. And I'm going to try to buy like vegan companies whenever possible. Very Good Butchers recently went uh, public, but they're on the CSE, the Canadian Securities Exchange, I believe. And you can't buy that on Well Simple Trade. So I didn't buy any Very Good Butchers stock yet, but if they ever switch over to the TSX, then I'd be more than happy to. So yeah, um, so because of that, I'm switching over all my XDSR stock um, and putting it into uh, WSRD. So it's going to be the wealth simple version of the uh, developed markets, Europe and Far East. And I'm happy to pay that 0.5%. It's uh, far less than 2.5% and I'm happy with that. So that's what I was mulling over this morning. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, hope everybody's doing good. Right now the it's been like pretty post-apocalyptic right now. I can only imagine what it's like in Oregon, but um, 
I've never had the sky like this before. I'm up on Vancouver Island in BC, and it's actually fairly low exposure compared to a lot of other places. But like yesterday, the sky was just completely not dark, but you know, in like the limbo zone of gloom and haze. And today, when we woke up, um, it has like this uh, yellow pall to it. And I've seen these photos of um, down in the States where it's like completely orange or red. And I kind of get that vibe now. It's it's really starting to sink in like how creepy it can be. Makes you think like what would happen if there was a huge volcano eruption and the skies were covered. Um, you know, and oh, I didn't even realize this was a an amazing uh, tangent. Not even a tangent. Anyway, completely related. But yeah, like if, uh, you know, wildfires and uh, extreme weather events, you know, are increasing due to climate change. And so it, it is important that we put our money where our heart is and where our mouth is. And we actually do everything we can in our personal lives. It's not good enough just to bring our, you know, reusable bags to the grocery store. Um, I mean, that's a joke. Um, I know it's not possible for everybody to switch to an electric car and have solar panels on their roof um, and grow their own food in their backyard. Uh, we're trying. Like, Barry's got an amazing garden now. Um, but, like, I can't afford to buy an electric car right now. I've still got my car. And in all honesty, I've got a very uh, efficient car that doesn't emit a lot of pollution. And it's far better for me to use it until it dies to use the actual body and the parts of the car to their full value. You know, the best thing I'm doing is not buying a new car and just using the car that I have and making sure that I keep it well-maintained. Um, it's those older cars and, you know, giant trucks. Like if you don't need a half ton truck and you're just going to the grocery store and you just got a mall crawler of an SUV or whatever. I mean, that's, that's where really, really, I think where the problem is. I see trucks all over the place that have been modified and are spewing black smoke, coal rolling, and even just older cars that haven't been well-maintained. I mean, those cars are emitting many multiples of pollution than a modern car that's been maintained. So not everybody has to rush out and buy an electric car, but when you think about it, our retirement portfolios are, are pretty much the largest concentration of wealth we have, if not uh, like a home investment. And so, you know, we really need to make sure that our money is being invested in things that will reflect the future that we want to see. I mean, it's pointless to uh, put all this energy into making all this money and then investing it for our future if we're not ensuring that the future is bright and is going to have hope and that it's going to be the kind of future we want to have. So just think about that. And it's really actually very inexpensive to, uh, to buy index funds. I'm more than happy to do another article on that. And uh, I actually recently saw uh, a study that showed that uh, socially responsible index funds uh, actually outperformed uh, straight up market funds during this downturn. They fell less and they've recovered far quicker. So there are benefits to having it. And before it was all theoretical. Like it was econ economists and 
finance gurus and whatever, and they were all theorizing and running numbers and creating models and whatever, and thinking that they would outperform. And now, even though we had this horrible thing happen, uh, we've actually got the case study and we can show that it's proven that they do. Um, so that corporate governance and ethics and policies, you know, do translate into a stronger company. And it means that, you know, they're going to have higher employee retention. They're going to attract better talent. Um, you know, if, if the company is treating their employees better and treating their customers better and treating the uh, environment better, I think you're going to see better outcomes in the long run because, you know, it's not, it's not enough to just take care of one thing. You need to cover all the bases now. Every, you know, customers want to see more and more, like what is your company doing to mitigate your carbon emissions? What are you doing for sustainability? What are you doing for corporate governance, for uh, gender equality, for racial issues? And uh, th those are the companies I want to invest in. So the good guys. So anyway, that's it. Hope everybody has a great time. Uh, a great time. I hope everybody's safe and happy. And I hope that if you're down in the States, you know, I'm your neighbor next door and I hope you guys are doing okay. Stay safe and I'll see you next time. Feel free to ask any questions in the comments. Send me a DM on Patreon or send an email to partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. I'm always open for feedback and I'm more than happy to help you research your own questions and discuss stuff and hash it out. Again, I'm not a I'm not a certified financial advisor. I'm not an accountant or a lawyer. I'm just a regular guy researching the stuff uh, with you. All right, have a good day.